to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Los Angeles. Actually, we are not in sunny no, Los we Angeles. Are not. <laughs> we are in Las Vegas. <laughs> Holy moly. Attractive people in front of me. I saw him first. <laughs> well, we are live at Bigger Vegas this year, and to celebrate that today, I am a big bad Bigger Vegas boy. Thank you very much. Ooh, well, that's right. My name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and certified chubby chaser. And uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be back at Bigger Vegas. This has been a long time coming because of all the stuff in the air, and um, <laughs> I I like it here. And boy, is it hot. Oh, dear in Jesus. every possible way. <laughs> you would think we would be used to that being being in LA, but no. Oh, this no. Is, a this is a whole other like we've platform. leveled up in Heatland. This a whole is crazy. Other world, and it's hot. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub. I am uh, also not a Los Angeles boy. I'm a Las Vegas boy this week, and I'm. I'm here, it's hot, and I'm scooting around. <laughs> and my name is Michael, I am a chaser, and this morning I have been a hard-working work boy. <laughs> that has been me, this is, this, is a whole, this is a whole production, this is new for us, I don't know if it's new for you guys, have it, ha, who here has been to a live taping of a podcast before? Anybody? Oh, a few! Wow, hey, more, more you guys us. are more experienced than we are at this. <laughs> We're just gonna swap seats now. You're just <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. This is fantastic. We even have a little a little Zoom stream going down there. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Zoom, Zoom listeners. Thank welcome you so Zoom much people. for being here. Um, this is awesome. Uh, so just so everybody knows, uh, we are going to do a little bit of like audience Q and A later during the main subject. Um, but we got a full we got a full episode here for you. Trevor mm -hmm. has been a, a busy busy boy, finding some super cool things to talk about. Um, but first up. We have, oh dear Jesus, I need to remember my buttons. Okay, <laughs> they're all here. Uh, we have a mailbag, you guys ready for that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yay! Yay. So let's see, we've got a letter here from, oh wait, don't have a name. Um, hey guys, I've been meaning to write all of you since the 100th episode. In the episode, all of you reflect on how you've changed and how the podcast has changed you all. And of course, I was thinking about myself. Since listening to your pod, I've changed so much. I've owned my identity as gay and fat. I've stood up for myself in my life. I've worked on reclaiming fat in my language. I've explored Chub Chaser sex with my partner and honestly been introduced to the Chub Chaser community. All right. The podcast is such a huge impact on me and I really have changed over these hundred plus episodes. So grateful for all of you and can't wait to keep listening, keep doing great work, and know that you're having a positive impact on people. Love you all. I am moving. So like one of the best things about doing this show, at least from my perspective, is like I, I, I was so nervous about even being on it, like at all. I was just gonna produce, I was just gonna be the guy in the corner, like hitting buttons and doing sliders and stuff. And then like hearing from people like stuff like this, like I mean, even just like meeting some people out in the audience, like even out like during Vegas, like before all of this, like makes it so special and meaningful. And like, thank you so much for just for listening, for, mm -hmm. for, for being and, and for telling us too. like, 
as much as much yeah. as you tell us this is done for you, this is done as much for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. I know all of us have grown enormously over the past couple years doing this, and it's because of your contributions and you giving back to us, and we all really appreciate it. This has been my coming out as a chaser. Like I, I've always dated openly, but like actually saying, identifying myself, I am a chaser. I like chubby guys, and like be having that out in my world, not just in the gay world, not just in the chub chaser world, but like in life. This has been that for me, yeah. and it's been life changing, like totally life changing. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I think it's just so strange because starting this, I think Dan was the only one who wasn't apprehensive, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been so amazing to hear from people all over the world people of all identities, its backgrounds, whatever. And even just like finding out, um, uh, Michael, I don't know if you remember yeah. you and Karen encountering Oh, right. somebody who was like, of course I know about the Big Fat Gay <laughs> Podcast. Our, our straight female friend was talking to, I think her trainer or somebody at the gym, and she was like, mm. oh yeah, well like something that's really helped me has been, you know, this this podcast that I listened to. You probably haven't heard of it. It's called the Big Fat Gay Podcast. And the other person like stopped her and was like, of course I know them. Like, wait, wait, was this, was this her trainer? This was uh, some, yeah, Karen's friend who she's she doesn't even know that well. They hadn't talked about it oh, before. Okay. Um, and that was awesome. She'll probably hear this. So hi, Karen. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, be careful. If you meet any of us, you may become podcast fodder. <laughs> um, shall we do some some pop culture? How about that? Yeah, let's yeah. We're, let's talk rolling about right ahead. This is the part where we actually like during the show we're usually like all referencing our notes on our phones. What did so. Trevor say we're going to talk about? All oh, that. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I read that at some point and then forgot everything about it. Well, Trevor, what do we have first up? Well, we're starting off with uh, an interview in Esquire from. Um, I mean. Sp- this is kind of spoilers, I guess. For oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel fans, three. Marvel fans out there, we got Ooh. one, two, a couple. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they know there's a Marvel movie in the works because <laughs> there always yeah. is. <laughs> um, but the latest addition to the cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe is Will Poulter, and he is talking about um, this guy. You can see this, right? <laughs> this, this is what we can't do during the actual. <laughs> he was he was in one of the Narnia movies, right? He was the. Oh, he's been all kinds of stuff. He's all yeah. kinds yeah. of stuff. He's, he's, he's the eyebrow guy. You've the, seen him. The re- he was nominated for an Academy Award in The Revenant. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, you remember that? Mm. Um, he is yeah, talking about his superhero body transformation and um, calling the whole body transformation for Mar- Marvel stars unhealthy and unrealistic. Is, he's playing this character who's like genetically modified to be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> to gay hot. It's yeah. um Adam Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, yeah. yeah. So and the thing is like so he he really lists out like I was paid to do this. Like part of my job is to be on a regimen, to like eat a certain way, to look a certain way, and that is a a place yeah. of pr- privilege. Like yeah. I to, yeah. to be able to have those resources at my disposal, but also like this is not something you should try and model. Like this mm-hmm. is I also like that he underscores that it, it, his, the body that he has is not made by him. It's made by a team of people yeah. that are being paid to make his body look like that. Well, because he's a product. <laughs> well, and the fact you that know. he's owning it, it like, huge yeah. kudos yeah. to him, you know? Well, and he's saying, like, um, you know, don't try this at home is basically the yeah. message, yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing I liked was, like, so for me, 
food and in the experience of food is so community. If you if you heard our, our Trevor and I have talked about this before, but like being able to share food. My partner Michael is down in the front row, by the way. I love cooking for him. He's awesome, and like that experience of being able to like share food with people that you know and care about, and like either going out to dinner or cooking at home mm-hmm. or whatever. He was like, I couldn't do that stuff. Like mm-hmm. my regimen was such that I had to skip dinners with friends and like going out drinking. Can't do that, and so like. This is not just from a mental health perspective. You don't get to enjoy those aspects of life. If yeah. this is what you're chasing, that takes a toll. Like that's a price you have to pay. It's the price you have to pay when you're being paid millions of dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, core guy. No, he keeps it all in perspective. Yeah, though. he does. He does. It's good. Well, he's not the first one to talk about it. And I think even like Chris Pratt, when he was doing the first Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram would like showcase his very prepared tiny meals and like his excitement at like there was a little condiment container that was his dessert for the day and just waiting to have it and just looking forward to like savoring this little tiny it was like a like matcha cake that oh, didn't have geez. any sugar in it oh. and he was just like so excited that's yeah. so sad yeah. <laughs> well and then and then like but if you're fat and you do that because you're on a diet, they're like, oh, well, you know, those fatties are always thinking about food. Yeah, because that's when you starve yourself, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> Imagine. But anyway, so it's just nice to see somebody in that role, not just like aggrandizing the the experience of like, oh, yeah, like I, I got really ripped for this and I wanted mm-hmm. to model Hugh Jackman or whatever, but like actually saying like, hey, you got to keep it in context. And I was paid yep. to do it. Um, <laughs> I would not. I would rather go out with my friends, personally. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Screw those millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> means nothing. It means nothing to Michael. <laughs> Easy choice to make. Nobody's offering me that anyway. So, yeah. uh, um, well, I mean, there, there's, like you said, there's people for that. They'll just follow you around and smack stuff out of your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Made staff of smackers. (laughs) I thought that was a different thing. I feel like I've seen people doing that here. Different kind of smacking? No? Yes? Spanking? Okay. (laughs) Somebody out there liked that. There's a holy smack roll joke in here that I'm trying to make, but I'm not not winning. (laughs) No, no, there isn't. No. How about now? <laughs> Still not. If we were wise, we would move on at this point. <laughs> Let's be wise. Oh, well. <laughs> what else we got, Trevor? Um, the fun thing about doing this show is that Trevor programs basically every episode. So does. if we ever get lost, we can just throw him under the bus, especially yeah. live. It's well, and I so we you know are just coming off of a hiatus, which I like because it just kind of gives me a stockpile. Of stuff, <laughs> He's as opposed a to like jar full of topics, you know, instead of like Thursday night scrambling to get stuff together. So That's true. It's uh, I get I got a real vacation. Michael's the I'm always, yes, always the work boy. If, if in, in case anyone doesn't know, I've I've been working with the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, and we just did uh, literally this past weekend uh, performed the first ever uh, fully choral Disney concert that's ever been done. Um, much so, Disney Pride in concert. It was phenomenal. It was awesome, and that has been an all-consuming life project for the last like year. And we've been working on it for two years, yeah. so like it's been fantastic. Well, and you and Michael flew to Boston to do that, right? Oh yeah, it was so I flew to Boston. I was working. Then Michael came and met me in Boston. We met and, uh, Kevin. By the way, he was in the chorus. He was in the show. Kevin, right here, <laughs> the guy from Boston. Talk about man, awesome. It was so much fun. And actually, not to Adam, he'll probably hate this, but uh, Craig Coogan, the executive director of the Boston Gamers Chorus, is on our Zoom call right now. So shout out to him. Ooh. He was the guy who got the ball rolling. <laughs> this all happened because of him. So that has been my hardworking. Boyness. So you traveled 
yes. to Boston. I oh. did. Ooh, that, did, that I is. I sense a segue. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank beautiful you. Work. <laughs> beautiful work. Here all week. Um, so in Oregon Live, there was an interview with, I feel like some people in the audience might already be following her, uh, Jalen Cheney. Oh, yeah. Anybody? Anyone? J-Bay? She's J-Bay awesome. Productions? You're about to um, find out She why. is a plus-size travel blogger. Um, so this was an interview with her, and I was kind of talking about traveling at a larger size and just embracing it and just making, finding ways to do that. Yeah. Well, if it, like, I, love mm-hmm. the, I love the title of the interview because she's based in Vancouver. So it's Vancouver mm-hmm. Travel Blogger, quote, we don't have to shrink ourselves. Uh, society has to expand. Society has to expand. I, yeah. I lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and she's cool because she also travels dis- disabled as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. yeah. a, a big part of it. And so, f- like, figuring out how to advocate for herself and say, like, this is what I need, and then finding those those resources and then sharing them, like, compiling them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, a really, really fantastic just being able to, like, see somebody going out and, like, doing these things and saying, like, this is possible. This is possible at, at this size at this ability. Um, well, and what's opening up for people of size? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, some of these bloggers, and, and I, think, I think I read an article from her, they've made me more adventurous in the mm-hmm. way I think about uh, travel. Like, uh, this, I, I spent a week researching uh, kayaking for bigger people. I knew and kayaking, kayaking was going to make it into this. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and I just want to jump in an inner tube and float down a river somewhere. Like, there we go. I, there we go. I have my fantasies. It's not so much to ask for. <laughs> you can do that, Don. You can. Well, I discovered the inner tube that will let me do that. Wait, Ooh. did you go to the uh, the water park takeover on I did. Wednesday? I did. Yes. I love that you described it as the water park takeover. I just basically <laughs> spent the entire right? night in orbit around the lazy river. Just <laughs> did anybody else go to the water park? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Look at that. We won't talk about the wave pool. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubstantiated gossip. Unsubst- gossip. Pure gossip. I'm sure. <laughs> That's what I heard, at least from somebody. Um, but so, through advocating for herself, uh, Jalen has, with her husband, started planning like big, like group trips through for plus size people, fat people through a Trova trip. Oh, I misunderstood that. I thought that was something she was going on. She's actually. Well, I mean, the- she's helping plan it and organize yeah. it. Okay, great. Um, which so that if anyone I don't know any if anyone's like ooh I'm <laughs> and we'll have I'm links to her and stuff on our, um, on our research the first, page. Yeah. So their first trip they're planning through Trova trip is to the Dominican Republic this year December fifth through 9th. Oh yeah, and uh, her husband also does some um, kind of like she also is a fashion blogger. He does some fashion stuff but also documenting his um, travel thrills and chills. I guess I'm trying to <laughs> thrills and chills. Like Experiences. Showing videos yeah. like, you know, he's like, I wear 6X and like, this is what it's like for me to be in an airplane restroom and like, I just can't do anything. Um, which yeah. I relate. Relatable. Uh, I yeah. Very relatable. Well, and, and, and foreseeable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love that that's something that they're doing together and also through that trying to like, I think when you can do something for yourself, but you're also doing it for other people, yeah. I think that's just, I mean, I think that's what we try to do with this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I just see Trevor going like, yeah. <laughs> Later, I have to take him on my shoulders and parade him around the room. That's <laughs> As well you should. Um, but if, so if you want to yeah. follow um, Jalen. Yes. 
She's on. She does a lot on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok person. It's too much. It's too fast. <laughs> um, but she's J Bay Productions. Mm-hmm. And if you want to follow her very cute husband, he is Ard the Panda on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Nice. And A R D. Follow. Yes, A R D. Um, follow them. Give them support. I don't know. Is, is anyone like thinking about going the, to the Dominican Republic? Yeah, Did, yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 See, we're already on other little fingers. We have it's exciting. Yeah. It's I. I don't know. I'm. This was like our first like out of state trip since the start of the pandemic. We've oh. out, you know we're based out of Los Angeles. We've yeah. been up to Monterey, San Diego. So like this has been a lot. Yeah. Um. But it's also... You're doing great. You're doing great. It's been uh, a good time, a fat time, a hot time, which is going to just take us right in. I feel like this is exciting for people who are new. Who's oh, yeah. new again? Raise your hands. Who, who's... Yeah. All right. Okay. We've got a few. Two, three, yeah. four, five, six. All of you, t- we're going to take take your hands. And, and we're going into fat watch. <laughs> It's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that eagle was a lot less. It was, was a, like less. Uh, <laughs> there's more like other scary eagle. My my that lizard brain is terrifying in my brain. <laughs> trying to hide from that. I don't. You can come out from the table, sir. <laughs> so bird fat watch. For the, for the people who don't know, can we do, can we do a little introduction of Fat Watch? Because originally, yes, originally it was Lizzo Watch. Yes, because Lizzo OG, back in 2020. 2020. Lizzo was blowing up, and we just kept featuring yeah. stuff that Lizzo was doing. Well, so it felt like she was leading the way in so yeah. many right. ways. And, like, and it wasn't like we set out to have a segment called Lizzo Watch. It's just we kept bringing up Lizzo stuff. So, like, we had a Lizzo Watch whether we wanted it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which then evolved into Fat Watch and kind of like, so it's about like looking at fat activism, but then also looking at intersectionality and how you can be an ally for other marginalized people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it varies between, I mean, we do fat activism, we do you know, reproductive rights, we do anti-racism resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's a lot going on this year. Cyrus <laughs> <There's so laughs> put together the database of this information. Yes, yes he did it. Available on our website. Yeah. Yes. But a lo- <laughs> and lots of stuff, because it is just, I mean, we all know, but we're not focusing on that. We're yeah. focusing on having a hot, fat summer. <laughs> Which, uh, so this was a piece that was featured in Philadelphia Magazine by Emily Copley Eisenberg, and it was called Half Hot, Fat Summer, an Ode to Beach Bodies at Every Shape and Size. And this was just, it was great. I loved it. Extremely I'm very curious to everyone else's thoughts about this piece. So we're at Banker Vegas. 2022, I have yet to go to the pool and I have, I have yet to take my shirt off. And I, I know that this is a different experience from people in different larger bodies than I have. And I'm not equating the two at all. But I have a huge amount of anxiety like going to that space I want to. I want to like push myself out of my comfort zone, right? Like I want to, I want to have fun like everyone else is having fun. And there's, there's a certain element of like, I don't want to go down and make out. Like, I'm not in the pool for that reason. Um, but I. They allow want, you in if you, you want don't to kiss s- people. You want to stand, <laughs> <really? laughs> um, you want to stand with your people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the whole reason of being here, right? Like, it's like engage with the community, like, meet people. Yeah. Like, uh, aside from this, like, 
podcast yeah. aside, like I just want to like hang out and, and do stuff. And that is part of it, right? That's part of the social experience. We're in Vegas. It's hot as hell. There is a fantastic pool. We get a private experience of the pool after 10 o'clock every night. And I have yet to go. I have yet to go. And I haven't, I wanted to go last night and I was like, maybe we'll mosey our way down there and that's never going to happen that way. <laughs> I have to put my swimsuit on at some point. Um, yeah. And it, it sort of terrifies me. So this article talking about those experiences, obviously from a very different perspective, a fat woman, um, and it is extremely relatable even from my cis straight sized body. Like it's extremely relatable. Well, yeah. and I think all, the other thing that she talks about in the article is the fashion and how far that's come. Like mm -hmm. we've talked about on the podcast, mm -hmm. like briefs and bikinis for big boys. I've always heard about it, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, different sources of, of swimwear for everybody. But honestly, coming here mm -hmm. and going to the pool has been just incredible, right? Like seeing all the, everyone here has found a way to express themselves in a bathing suit that like the world keeps telling me I'm not supposed to have, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, part of, I, I was going to talk about this later on, but for me, it was really hard to buy a bathing suit that didn't billow. Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> the, the little pant thing that almost becomes a skirt when you get in the water. Mm -hmm. Floaties. Um, yeah, and so I bought this sort of like hot pink camouflage skin tight thing, which still is maybe a little long on the leg, but for me, I'm pushing the limit, right? Um, and I got to say, wearing it here in the pool the first day was surprisingly freeing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as Michael was saying, it's all about community. And this is yeah. one of the few places where being gay is normal and being fat is sexy. Mm -hmm. And to, to see that echoed in 1,500 bodies yeah. is really affecting. Uh, and I, like, I remember my first time, it's like, whoa. I mean, it's like there are, there are people, and there are people like me, and there are people I want to date. And like, it, was, it was amazing. Um, in the article, she talks about um, just kind of her whole experience throughout her life of struggles going to the pool and then being able to embrace it. And she cites the the pool party scene in Trill, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast. In, I've in talked Shrill, about it. Yeah. Yes. Who's, who's seen the show Shrill? And Shrill? Anybody? Seen the, yes. 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 the pool fans. party scene. Highly which, recommend. Do, do you remember which episode? It's like within the first few. I think it's the third episode. Watch um, at least through this episode. It's her first time at a at a fat woman's pool party. Yes, it's a, a fat babe pool party, and she's going, she's initially uncomfortable and doesn't want to put on her swimsuit, but she's seeing all these bodies that look like her and is just, and like, there's music, and she's like kind of dancing a little, but you see this moment where she releases and is just dancing and then swimming and... Like, that is bigger Vegas for, you know, gay men, fat gay men. And I remember my first bigger Vegas and kind of having that moment for myself mm. where you just get to be you and it is normal and, you know, your body is normal in this space. Um, and I think it's just a wonderful thing to yeah. get to do. And, you know, we haven't gotten to do it in a while in a lot of cases. And... I mean, bigger like bigger Vegas. I think is a, just a very unique experience, and I'm excited to get to do it again. Mm -hmm. And I just want to share this last bit okay. from her piece that I thought was really powerful. For what is the beach body if not a fantasy of the person you could become? In these summer weight loss ads, not only are you suddenly thinner, you're magically freer, more confident, liberated, rolling in nothing but sun, sex, friends, and good times. 
the fantasy these ads sell you, you can have in your own body without doing anything to change it. All we need to do is change our minds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So I and I know that I I mean, if you are at all still feeling hesitant to go to the pool to take off your shirt here, I mean, I just do it. It's I think yeah, I think you will you will feel this weight lift once you kind of take that step and get in the pool and just be with your people. One of the things I figured out fa- uh, really quickly was the harder it is for you to take off that shirt at the mm. pool for the first mm. time, the lighter you will be after you do so. Yeah. The, the bigger the benefit. Yeah. Mm. I, and I, I hope for everyone to have that feeling. Everyone out there in listener land, <laughs> breathe. Just have that moment to breathe. It's wonderful. Uh, so should we move on to the main topic? I think it's, yeah. I think I mean, this is perfect. Good. We were kind of already doing the main yeah. topic, so let's it's get to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? Don, you set us up. Um, well... Today's main topic is uh, Chubbs and Chaser's take on Vegas. Right? <laughs> that's uh, you guys. That's you guys. <laughs> um, I, I want to open it up soon and talk to people about their experiences here, but um, I'll be up. I, I'll, I'm happy to lead things off. Yeah, and we'll start. We'll start, yeah. and then we'll we'll kind of open it to the room after that. Yeah. You know, if, for me, um, approaching bigger Vegas, like when it was theoretical and still a long way off, I was super excited. Mm-hmm. But the closer the closer it got, I mean, I was getting very scared. I was getting very nervous about this. A um, lot of fear, a lot of sort of expectations rolling around my head. Um, conflicting fantasies of what would happen when I got here. Like, of course, when I walk in, you know, everyone will be amazed by my big, beautiful body. And, <laughs> you know, uh, and then uh, that terrified me at the same time. And <laughs> Oh, God, what if they stare at me? <laughs> look at me. They, can't they just be attracted to me without looking at me? <laughs> Send me a note. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm working in radio here. You know? <laughs> um, and I got to say, like, the experience was positive um, consistently all the way through. But... Um, it was because I had to sort of open myself up and work through the fear even while I was here, right? Yeah. Walking through the front door did not make the fear go away. Walking to the pool for the first time did not make the fear go away. Um, and I'll admit, I, like, when that first fantasy of walking out to the pool and being seen by everyone and everyone being excited didn't happen, because everyone's there and every, oh my God, everyone's so beautiful and everyone's so confident there, mm, right? Yeah. That. Um, being a first timer, I felt I felt like I shrank in a little bit, right? Hmm. But that first morning when I finally did get into the pool, right, and I just let myself sort of float, right? And I'm I'm sure there's some people in the audience here who know what I'm gonna say when I say this. When I floated with my body on my back, with my stomach and my moobs above the water, <laughs> feeling the sun on it, um, I closed my eyes and I realized it didn't matter if anyone was looking at me. In that moment, I, for the first time in my life, wasn't using all of this internal energy to defend my self-esteem. Oh, that's mm. great. To protect myself from these eyes that I don't even know if they actually exist, but I feel them all the time. Yeah, you make them mm-hmm. up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They, they live in my head. Um, that sense of freedom, that sense of lightness and a silence in my head. Mm. That's like what that. I wish I like for that. everyone. Whether you get laid or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, this silence is beautiful. And I, I appreciate everything for this. You there, know? There's a metaphor I use sometimes in my seminars about people facing things that they're afraid of, like which can be going in the shirt, been pulled their shirt mm-hmm. off. So I talk about, I love the Wizard of Oz, <clears throat> and I talk about the cowardly lion. 
Everybody know, how many people know the Cowardly Lion versus Oz? Okay, so most people. So you asked, I asked the question, when does the Cowardly Lion get his courage? And if you think about the movie, you know, he's terrified, he's terrified, he's terrified. He goes to the wizard, he asks the wizard for courage, and the wizard says, absolutely, you just gotta do this one favor for me. And then he goes and he, right? When, so when does the Cowardly Lion get his courage? He gets it after he does the deed. When he gets that metal pinned on him, the courage metal, and he feels all great, that didn't happen before. You don't get the courage before you do the thing. Mm -hmm. It's never gonna feel, you're never gonna feel brave enough. That's not, it's, it's only gonna be after the fact. Yeah. That's when you get your medal. That's when you get your courage. And it's such a powerful thing. I actually did stay out at the pool and I watched a couple guys come down and I saw the fear that I was feeling on their face when they came down to the pool. And I, I, I didn't know how to be supportive, so I just sort of wanted to see how they would deal with it. And I could see that transformation time mm. after time. Mm when that person felt sun on their skin in front of other people and didn't feel like they had to apologize. Well, and that you know, for all so we much. know, for all we know, they, even in their private, like not everybody has access to like backyard sun. Sure. Mm -hmm. So that may have been the first, first time. Yeah. So besides the pool, because yeah. the pool, I feel like the pool is a very obvious relatable experience. What else, like? I mean, I, I oh, put yeah. this down. I have my scooter. Mm. I have been talking oh, about this. Oh, yeah. Scooter fun. Who has a scooter? Everyone who has a scooter? Who out there has yeah. a scooter? Very exciting. A couple, a couple of people. Yeah. So this is my first... I've, as I've, I've mentioned on the podcast before, doing Disneyland in a scooter for the first time, and then like mm. 100% after that. And I was... Having been to this event before, I knew... I'm like, I'm going to want a scooter. You know, bad back, hot... You know, desert heat. Well, also, it's, I think people underestimate the amount of walking and traversing at the. Tuscany. I was going to say this yeah. place is a complex. Having never <laughs> been here before, yeah, yeah. like there's a lot of great accommodations, and it is huge. Yeah. Like we're back in well, L, like this, way back. This is like I feel like kind of smaller for, like there's bigger resorts in yeah. Vegas yeah. that like I don't. That said, know. I'm pretty sure there are coyotes set up to smuggle people from N over to the <laughs> <laughs> um, But so I, we had a little hiccup with Monday when we arrived. Scooter wasn't here. It came quickly. Mm. And to be able to zip back and forth, zip all around. And zip he does. Speed, yeah. Speed around. <laughs> have crashed into an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> is not suing. <laughs> um, have been scolded by security. <laughs> but I was driving racing, fast. right? No, yeah. I, that, that was like the one time I was being a very uh, cautious citizen. But it has just been such a game changer. Well, do you want to talk about, and maybe, maybe you don't, maybe it's not applied, mm -hmm. but was there anything to get over about like, I'm going to rent a scooter, I'm going to be that guy in a scooter, I'm going to be the fat guy uh, in a scooter? So, I mean, I went through that before the Disneyland thing where I was like, mm, a scooter. And it's so interesting to like, I was thinking about that this morning of like, there's, I've, cause I know how it feels and I know what my body does when it's like, you know, my back's screaming, my feet are screaming, whatever. And I've seen, I, I reckon, I've seen that this weekend with other big guys and recognize that. And I know that some of them were like, oh, I don't, I can't do the scooter. It's not my, I don't want to be in a scooter. And just thinking about how 
like at Disneyland, do you like you know? There's the whole thing of like, oh, there's you know the the scooter fat people. Hmm. Um, but then, like, no one says anything when there's a thin person in a scooter, and it's just like this. Oh, they must have some injury. Like, oh, that's so disease. Maybe how their hard knees for them. are hurting. Those poor people. Yeah. They should have. The and scooter. it's like when, yeah. uh, you know, a thin person with a bad knee is in a scooter. It's okay. But when a fat person's in a scooter, whatever, regardless of whatever they have, it is a thing. And I think being able to get over that hump and. Uh, just give yourself some grace and one thing about the scooters that I'm loving when I got here on day one you could tell everyone had just gotten on their scooters and there was a hazard like you know, there were some scooters just running out of control in the hallways people dodging to the sides okay by day three the skill levels have gotten a little oh my god like we should set up a slalom course here and do drag races scooter races yes there's a couple people here I think could do a loop the loop right now I'm impressed I'm very impressed. Things and I'm have, super jealous because it looks like so much fun. <laughs> Things have improved, and I am pretty graceful at this point. But I was talking with uh, Michael's Michael about this. I, I have had this where, like, I my belly bumps into the accelerator. So then I start going forward, and then, like, I pull back. I'm like, I pull back and go the other way and then my belly hits the back uh, the reverse so then it's just kind of this panic <laughs> feedback loop of like oh no I don't know what to do um, oh, it's yeah. uh, well I mean I was I was led a couple of seminars at the straight analog of this event which are called BBW Big Beautiful Woman Bashes they're called Bashes and so I was leading a couple of seminars there and it's it's fat women and straight fat admirers who are mostly men and it's really funny because the women would ask me, so what's it like on your side of the fence, basically? Hmm. And they were like, and so they're like, and you love your scooters, right? I'm like, actually, the guys, I, and at that point, this was a couple of years ago, like, I didn't, I'm not seeing a lot of scooters. And they're saying, oh, we love our scooters. And they're going on and about how they match their nails to their scooters, <laughs> and compare scooters, and they love their, like, it was not, it was none of the sort of like, I'm a big, tough man, I don't need no scooter. It was mm -hmm. none of that. It was like, where's my scooter? Well, and I, I feel like, I don't, maybe just because I'm looking more because I'm also in a scooter, I feel like there's more scooters this yeah. year, which oh, absolutely. I was thrilled to see because it is just, if you are like at all, if you're in pain this week, next event you go to, like, especially like next Bigger Vegas, whatever, like where there, it, yeah. there's a lot to traverse, get mm -hmm. a scooter and it will completely change your experience. Or an amusement event. park or wherever you're going and, where you think like the walking could kill me, yeah. it's absolutely worth and it. And I feel like I should point out like this, this is very much the same thing we're talking about with bathing suits. Yeah, it yeah. is, isn't it? You're denying yourself joy with the scooter, right? You're going to have, it, you, you know, you have more mobility and it looks like freaking fun. So why not? Well, and, and you know, Trevor, you don't need the scooter 24-7. It's like, you're like you live life in a scooter, but it just helps you get past the distances. Yeah. But then the, the other thing that I've noticed you found is that it's like, oh, well, I do now have a comfortable chair in the hospitality suite. <laughs> and I, I do now have, I have some place to sit by the pool. <laughs> well, part of that is also just the the rental company put the fear of God in me that like, <laughs> oh, there's people that just have copies of scooter keys and they steal them. By which you mean a paper clip, you know. I'm just picturing a scooter theft ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, that's, <laughs> like a scooter chop shop out back. <laughs> so there, there actually is a company here that does only yellow scooters, which that is very unusual. That is not a, a common scooter color. And maybe... Sean, is that where you got yours? Yes. 
The Yellow Scooter Company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're the ones stealing the scooters and they're they're going into the chop shop and painting them yellow. <laughs> they erase the serial numbers and yeah. they're yellow. So I have I have the other perspective on scooter, not the other perspective, the the other experience of scooters, which is that um, my partner Michael got a scooter for uh, for this event as well, and this was our first experience doing that, and especially coming from a really rough travel day on Monday, like Logan Airport, you suck. I, you, right there, Boston. <laughs> um, Stop that airport. <laughs> the drop off, the lift drop off is like a mile and a half from your actual, not not the gate, but the, the terminal. The terminal. <laughs> and and so just like walking and walking and trying to get through the stress of travel, whatever. And so we got here and it was going to be sort of a like feel it out thing. We didn't know how big this place was. And so we're like, well, we'll do a little walking ahead of time um, in the first couple of days when it's still a little calmer and see how it goes and very quickly it was clear that like again like i said we got put all the way in the back i literally the farthest away from everything else building l anyone else out there shout out it's exhausting <laughs> I think you, you can see the california border from there right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so it was like very quickly apparently like, we got to try and get a scooter and of course many many scooters are already taken and the companies are like out right now um and so got lucky and we managed to get one and for me, it was a very similar experience of like, you know, there's a visibility factor. It's like, we're in a scooter, like, and even though it's him driving it, like I'm sort of chaperoning, I'm holding doors, and like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff you do together. Were, were you at all self-conscious about being the boyfriend of the scooter guy? I th okay, so I thought I would be. Like going into it, it's that mental, it's that mental game you play yeah. where you're like, you think that everybody's gonna be watching you, and of course this is the safest space to try this out, right? Like everybody has some degree of relatability. And the thing that really just immediately changed it for me, and it went from an anxiety experience to like, this is fantastic, was seeing the weight lifted off of his shoulders when he Your knew, shoulders, off yeah. of Michael's shoulders, when he knew the freedom that he had and the fact that it wasn't going to be a painful experience getting from point A to point B, and that if we had to go back to the room to just like take a nap and decompress, that that wasn't going to be an arduous journey. Like the weight that was lifted from his shoulders and seeing that happen, like totally revolutionized it for me. I was like, absolutely, yes, like this is gonna be our thing. Going to Disneyland, like I'm sure we'll do a Disneyland trip at some point, and like it just, once you get past that, it's very much like Don's pool experience. Like you, mm -hmm. like I get to experience his enjoyment and his ability to relax and just experience the event without worry. And that makes me feel good. That makes me feel great. And that was not something I necessarily saw coming. I think Dan had maybe said that once way, way back, like episode eight or something. Yep. And then I had forgotten it. And so yeah, like, because it, all of a sudden this, this man you love is freed from this huge encumbrance, which mm -hmm. is every fucking step. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I was, uh, so I, you know, my, I have my scooter here. We were at another resort for dinner and I didn't have it. And it was like, a t it's like, this is what it would have been like if I didn't bring, you know, yeah. I didn't get the scooter to Tuscany. And there's this point I like was like. Sliding doors, that movie where they show you I the just, alternate reality yeah. of you having to walk. And I just, <laughs> I wanted to just like summon the scooter. <laughs> and I was like, Scooty, hear my cry. There was actually a point last night where I was like, I was thinking, when I was drifting off to sleep thinking about that, and it's like, I'm a character, I'm like, a, it's a scooty show about this scooter 
that enters people's lives <laughs> and helps them. <laughs> and it's like this week, I like it is the Scooty Show, and I am. Like, oh, uh, you're the guest starring in yeah, the show. I'm the character of the week, and then he's gonna go off and next week and like be be pulling a truck like in the. Has anyone? Okay, does anyone remember the hover around commercials? from the early 2000s where it's the old women at the edge of the Grand Canyon and they just go hover around huh? and it pulls like pans out and it's echoing like hover around hover around <laughs> and that's like this is, for people who don't know what hover around is it's a mobility chair yes it's a, a power chair and I just like after this week Scooty is gonna be just like going around the edge of the Grand Canyon and gonna like pull someone out from a red like who's wedged in a rock or something this is the next Pixar movie, right? Yes. They have cars, they have planes, it's scooters. scooters. <laughs> oh, oh, someone be up in arms about that, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would be weird is, like, it would probably be in the Cars universe, like the Planes movie. Oh, yeah. And, like, scooters without people is even weirder. Because it's just yeah. like. No, new property. New property. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about the car cinematic universe. <laughs> we can get into this. I think this would be a good point to open up. Normally we're yeah. doing this in like one of our living rooms, mm-hmm. so we don't get the opportunity to have Mel right. with us. Mm-hmm. So does anyone have any any questions about like I'm still struggling with this or or I want to do this in Vegas, or well, like. How did you do that? Any thoughts out there? Someone's got to be first. I know it's a thing where it's like I don't want. I have. Oh, oh my God! Kevin. <laughs> so many people. Calm down. <laughs> um, I saw three simultaneous. Got you over here in the dark blue shirt, right here. Um, yeah. So just in the conversation about scooters, I've been the scooter boyfriend for a lot of time, uh, spending time at Disney World and things like that. So there, there is something to be said about being the partner of somebody or, you know, when you're maybe being the taxi, taking the scooter to or from somewhere for them. Sometimes. And then you get to kind of experience a little bit of what your partner is going through. Um, uh, but not to necessarily just blame it all on the fat phobia of it. But I feel like when it comes to swimwear, scooters, we're talking about making ourselves as fat people suffer for people who don't care about us anyway. So I (laughs) And I think sometimes it is like people are like, oh like a fat guy in a scooter. But in the same way that like when I see someone like with a parrot in public, it's like, oh that guy is a parrot. And it's like but it's like a momentary like and then I don't know. So yesterday I had an experience like this where I, I uh, we have Michael Q in the audience today, who is uh, a fabulous massage therapist. Um, I went to him yesterday, and uh, I've always gotten massages, and I've either left my underwear on, or you know, I've clung to that towel for dear life for to protect the massage therapist, right? So that they wouldn't be horrified by me. Oh wow! Yesterday was the first time in my life I had a, a clothes-free massage. Right, and by the way, all you chasers out there, freaking learn massage. <laughs> that you know, two minute, no, 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 no. <laughs> Get some lessons from him. Go to his Facebook channel. Learn. Um, and the experience of that, he was able to work my body in a way that no massage therapist ever has. I was being stretched out, and pressure was being put on my sides in places where I guess maybe they can't find when I'm covering up or. Um, that experience for me was almost as intense as the swimming pool, mm. right? Um, to the point where afterwards I was like, I just need to lay here for a minute and oh. think about some things. <laughs> you know, just, mm, I'm having a moment. Um, when I think that's really interesting because you know, what we're all pointing to is like, 
how much work we do yeah. to protect the people who don't care about us. Exactly what you said. And how much and joy we give up for them. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Well, so that they won't do what? They're already doing it. And yeah. they're going to keep doing it, you know? Um, so yeah. you had a question. So it was, it was more of a, just a general comment about Bigger Vegas. Um, I kind of started my own, like, coming to terms with Chaser identity part right before the pandemic hit. Um, mm-hmm. And this was right when Michael and I got to know each other um, through the course. And as soon as the podcast came out and I started listening to you guys consistently, I started to get a much better idea of, uh, you know, all the things that I can do as a chaser and the, like kind of my role in what it was like to be in a relationship with a child. And coming to Bigger Vegas made me realize that a big component uh, that I was missing throughout all of that was community yeah. because I, I felt so isolated before I met Michael. And then I met Michael and it, he was like the one guy I knew that was like me. And then I come here and there are lots of people like me. And mm-hmm. there's this whole event that is, you know, there's, there's a community. Yeah, and and it's so true. And it drives me nuts because it's like Chubbs talk to each other all the mm-hmm. time. You go to drunch together, you do that. But it's like, chasers, come on, talk, let's, let's talk to each other. But to what Dan is talking about, I think one of the things that I've loved about this podcast is like, I have gotten so much from getting to know Trevor and hearing about his experiences. And I've watched Dan and, and Michael, and as they exchange information about their experiences, that's been enormous. So absolutely, talk openly about the things you're going through. And chasers, not just with the chubby guys in your lives. Yeah, chasers, mm-hmm. chasers, chasers talk to each other. There is a connection to be made there. You don't have to feel isolated. Out um, of curiosity, who in the room identifies as a chaser? Just so I can, oh, hey, oh, that's ooh. a good turnout. Hello, yeah. chasers. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, who, uh, so who's, I think, like, yeah. To, to your earlier point, this is really more of a comment, not a question. Um, and that is, lead by example. When you go to the pool, you're going to see every kind of body type, and I have to, I have to fess up. I still have anxiety myself about because there's always somebody. They're going to be more attracted to that little that guy who's smaller than me and younger than me, and it's just never going to end. You got to, you know, you're going to waste a lot of time. So um, just whether you're big or small, take it off. This is the place. Because um, TikTok, we're we're you know we're counting down the days, and then you're going to get on the plane, and you're going to be crap. I would regret it. I absolutely would regret it. I know as a chaser, I definitely go through that. You know, you're a chaser. You're saying you're going through that. Uh, I don't know to what extent Chubs go through that, but I imagine somebody out there goes through that. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. The yeah. degree of like comparing and, and sort of seeing yep. people that you feel like you might be in that was that was part of my anxiety. With. Like I walked into the pool space, I'm like, my God, these guys are beautiful. I don't stand a chance. Yes. I wonder because yeah. because sometimes the, and again, I don't want to speak for all chasers by any means, but I think for many of us, there's this idea of like we're the chaser. We're supposed to look good, whereas the fat guy, well, he can just be fat. That's any way he is. I so to that exact point, one of the reasons why I'm I'm I will say struggling with the pool although I a point taken and I am I'm getting out there maybe <laughs> even today probably today um, <laughs> if anyone wants to go um, we'll all bum rush the pool after this uh, so my only real form of of exercise because I very much enjoy it is soccer anyone who's listened to the show has probably heard me say that at some point or another and I got injured uh, back in March or so and basically had to stop playing like full stop 
cannot do soccer, can't get exercise, plantar fasciitis sucks. I'm sure people out there, some of you can relate. Um, and then so I had to stop and that was it. And like no real cardio, I don't have a gym, so I couldn't do like cycling or swimming. Um, and very much feeling like, okay, like I, I don't look the same after a few months of nothing as I did, you know, back in January. The height of your soccer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of my confidence going into this event was, was very much founded around like I'm playing soccer, I feel active. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental benefit that comes from doing that degree of activity that I enjoy, that makes me feel good, that I could even just play soccer like once coming back from three months of not doing it, which I managed to do right before I came here. And I don't look any different at all, but I feel better, right? Like it's a huge part of it is like the mental exercise as well. Um, but I, you know, I weigh probably a good 20 pounds more than I did back in January mm -hmm. and I'm hyper aware of it. And I know that's silly to say in an audience largely full of chubs. And yeah, like you, people you who, feel like, you know, shut the fuck like, up. You, yeah, you feel like, so like overprivileged, there's a, you know? There's a part of me that's like, I was worried to even bring this point up right now because <laughs> I don't want to suck up space from people who have to deal with it daily and they don't get a choice. Like, I can pass. Like, I, don't, I look, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so, but to that, to, to sort of bring it home, um, I am going to try to lead by example, as I was, as that's a very good point, and... I, I don't think it's nearly as important to like convince myself to go into the pool for myself as it is to convince myself to go in the pool so that Michael and I can go in the pool together. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to send him in there oh, by himself. Oh, that's sweet. Like, I would like, <laughs> I would like for us to have that experience together. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, like once you start that step and then we can both go and have that because, you know, we're kind of doing this event together and like, you know, we'll break off and do our own thing for a while. But like, it's both of our first event and we're sort of and so I don't want to I don't want to be the asshole who's slowing us down mm -hmm. and part of it is just this has been a helpful therapy session thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> admit, I think it's important to acknowledge that and that your discomfort is valid and I think there's something yeah. to that because I think there are a lot of fat people that think like, you know, would look at you and think, well, if I was his size, I would finally be comfortable and confident in my body. Mm -hmm. And I think <laughs> acknowledging that everyone, regardless of their size, has the same human experience of feeling discomfort and feeling like not enough and not feeling, you know, OK. But a lot of chasers especially don't feel they don't feel like they deserve to have that issue. They shouldn't have mm -hmm. that issue. And because well, and, and I have that issue, right? I mean, I'm very much in the same boat of you. Like, this is not how I think I should look. Mm -hmm. One of that, I should that's look what, better than this. Yeah, that's what prompted me yeah. was like, I, so like, I don't know if I can put this right. So like, I'm attracted to fat men, right? And so like, there's that sort of agreement, like walking into it, that I'm going to look a certain way and you're going to look a certain way and that we appreciate that about each other. But then when my body starts to change and I feel like I'm getting further away from what I'm supposed to look like. I start feeling very self-conscious and I start feel like, feeling like I'm kind of letting down that yeah. relationship agreement, yeah. basically. Mm. And then when you put, you know, you put it out into a crowd of people, it gets, it gets amplified. I, I think we might have a comment there. Sure. Is that a comment or a different question? Uh, comment. Okay. Well, yeah. just going on with... <clears throat> we have one over here, too. Scooter, wheelchair, mobility assistance. I mean, so, right now I'm hovering at 275, but... For a long time, I got up to 500. I remember I went on a trip to Disney World when I was 16, 
had sent with my 12-year-old brother, just the two of us. I was barely old enough to go and check in the hotel with him. I just turned 16. Mm. I was probably around 400 at the time. We went for a week. I made it like two days walking, and the third day I was like, I just cannot do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I got a wheelchair, had my 12-year-old brother push me around. Oh. But that was very, I mean, just the, some of the looks and some of the, you know, just like feelings of shame and yeah. like, you got to not think about, I mean, obviously everyone thinks about what other people are seeing. And, you know, even here, sometimes you see someone on a scooter or, you know, doing what they got to do. Just keep in mind, they're a person too. Mm-hmm. They're making, you know, they're making the best yeah. effort of their life. And don't think about just yourself or is this making a minor inconvenience for me because I have to step out of the way or I have to do a little something extra <laughs> think always try to think of you know put the other shoe on think about it for a minute. Getting out of the way for someone, is that really it's such a short? <laughs> I have, my father is a notorious complainer and I love to just follow him around the house going, I'm being mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel people won't get out of the way for a scooter. Trevor, Trevor does this thing when I'm, when I'm like on it about something. It's just, <laughs> what do you, like I'm like, you really, you know, I'm, 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 I'll go bark, 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 bark. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I, I call him my pit bull. So I'll just go bark, 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 bark. And he'll, <laughs> he'll, just, he'll get it and stop. No, I'll get it and stop. Like, okay, this is not making a difference in the world. Okay. <laughs> the only other thing on the scooters, try not to run anybody over. <laughs> Sometimes easier said than done. <laughs> I think we had, yes, yeah, Somebody exactly. who's been, yeah. yeah. Black shirt, black, that lovely black shirt. And then shirt. Uh, salmon shirt after that. Okay. I've never been so nervous in my life. Um, I've been wanting to do this since I was 17. And I had this whole fantasy, you know. And Doing this meaning coming to, to coming to Bigger Vegas, or yes, coming to Bigger Vegas. Well, it's been your fantasy since you were, yeah. Yes, and then because I found Bigger City, and I was like, oh yeah, this is my crowd. And I finally had the opportunity to do it, but I haven't been with my partner five years. Oh, and hi. Yeah. 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 congratulations! In my fantasy, you know, it's like, oh, the thing with the partner and all the things. <laughs> uh, you guys really helped me uh, listening okay. to uh, the last few episodes and how to navigate that, and how to make him part of this experience with me and going to things together, but also apart. And I have never had a chaser friend or whatever, and I know it's like a one-way relationship, but you two have been my first chaser friends. Oh, oh that's great, oh, that's that. great. Uh, thank you to all of you, and thank you to everyone, because everyone is so nice in here. I was so scared, I have only been to uh, Lazy Bear on, on San Francisco in the uh, Napa Valley or whatever. Napa Valley, uh, yeah. And people weren't as kind, I think. Uh, and here everyone has been very friendly, so thank you everyone. Well, it does help that we are better people than they are. Thank you. So now I got to ask, since you've been fantasizing about it since I don't know, you're you're a little chaser. How does, how does the how does how does it stack up to the fantasy? Is it? I mean, it has to be different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I kind of have to leave a bunch of things. I like I have to clear my brain. Yeah. In a way, mm-hmm. right? So you have to like, clear your brain and nothing like nothing is yeah. ever gonna be as good as in your mind. But or or is, nothing is ever going to be as good as what's in your mind, or as bad. Yeah, for yeah, well, yeah. that, I didn't imagine I was going to feel this comfortable going into the pool. Yeah, I finally like accept, like 
being a proud chaser, I think it's like a huge part of being here. That I learned to kind of step away from it, and then until I started to learn to listen to the politics again, I was like, no, I have to reclaim it for myself. And yeah. it needs to mean something to me other than whoever is bashing to me about liking people or whatever. It's, it becomes part of one's identity. And why would you want to do that? I say you would want to do that because it gives you more power in the world because you bring more of yourself to the world. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say something about, because um, you talked about Bigger Vegas ever being nicer than Lazy Bear. <laughs> well, no, just because Bigger Vegas is such a unique event. And I was talking to someone earlier this week about it, how it's like, I've never been to camp, but there's something about it that like is like, in my mind, this is what camp is because I think this is what a, camp should be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, and it's like we're going back to the same place. It's you know, it's always the Tuscany, mm -hmm. and getting to visit people in the same space, you know, every couple of years, and just getting to pick up where you left off and catch up and just spend time together is just a really magical thing. Um, and I think that that's just my favorite part about Bigger Vegas is. My favorite part so far, which that will be the follow-up to this year. <laughs> so first year, um, I, Michael was making fun of me because I going into this, like I've been, you know, sort of like the handful of people that I sort of talk to online, it's like, oh, first time, first time. And there's a few people where that's the case. And especially yesterday, I think, was the first real thrust of it. But like gathering our sort of island of lost toys together to be like a group of or misfit toys rather these first timers yeah first timers and just saying like hey we can hang out as a group we can like like as few of you are out we there don't need on, like right, veterans yeah like, <laughs> yeah like we don't we don't need you <laughs> we can introduce ourselves that's right we can have our own fun i, I want to get because yes you in the the orange pinky shirt hi uh, so my question is i hope i'm speaking a lot by the way my question is how does one deal with that anxiety? Like, I know for chasers like myself, I am not thin. I don't, like, I'm not thin, but I'm also not fat. So I don't want to claim that terminology from others and dealing with that because, when you, and especially when we're talking about the conversation or comparing yourself, that holds a lot of weight, right? Because usually in my brain, I think chasers are relatively thin, right? Well, muscular or whatnot. Right, and there's also like a sexual aspect to that because a lot of chasers that I've seen online I've talked to are tops. I don't generally talk. So that, that those dynamics are very difficult to deal with. So how does one deal with all of those and those, all of those intersections? Is something that I've been thinking a lot about, and I'm not really sure where to go on that. Yeah. So. It's really easy, especially in the gay community. The gay community is really great about having little boxes for us to put ourselves in. We are so good at that. And on the one hand, you can think of it as oppressive, but the other hand, you can think of it as sort of freeing because like, oh, I don't do that thing. That box you're in, that's not the thing I do. And that can actually be nice as like, oh yeah, that's that. That's like, you know, you and I are not gonna be in the same genre, let's say. So there's like this movie called Titanic, which you might have heard of. Yeah. Okay. So Titanic is its own movie. But you could shelve it. You could put it, if you were back in the video store days, you could put it in action. You could put it in romance. You could put it in disaster. There's a number of places you could put that. But it's the same movie. It's one movie. It's just it has different genres. And so you can occupy those boxes. How do you... So first is you got to get comfortable with it yourself. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just... I'm this way, I am that movie that can get shelved a lot of places. 
And how do you communicate that to people who might be interested? Mm -hmm. How do you represent that? Like if you're the marketing team for Titanic, what do you market it as? Yeah. So th this is extremely relatable. Um, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, I have a follow-up one because I think it also means defining what you want in your own label terminology, right? Yeah. Because as someone who's a like non-polyamorous like chaser, sort of, I call myself like more of a cub chaser person because like that's like a middle middle ground. I'm like porridge, not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. <laughs> Just right on right. Yeah. So. We'll get to you, yes. Um, I just wanted to speak to, like, the part of it for me was finding out what made me feel good first, and then, like Dan said, communicating it. And so when, when, I, when I was a baby chaser, not that I'm fully grown either, um, back in my early 20s, like, the box that I fit in, visually speaking, was, like, the clean-cut, you know, polo-wearing, like, you know, sort of vaguely nerdy, vaguely athletic. Like that was a that was a box that I knew people wanted to see me in, and so I that's the direction I went because that's what I was to kind of told to be. Right? I don't relate to that at all. I don't actually really like that for myself. Like that's not how I feel. I mean, and so it took me a long time. I would say it took me a good six, seven, eight years of like slowly realizing like. This is a cosmetic thing, but I identify with a beard. I don't like being clean shaven. Like I don't feel like me when I'm clean shaven and I don't know how else to really express it except that I feel like I am masking if I'm not chasing the thing that makes me feel like me. And then eventually I got to a point where I'm like, this feels like what I'm putting out there is actually authentic and therefore what people respond to will also be authentic. And somebody who might have liked 21-year-old Michael, visually speaking, wouldn't necessarily go for me now. Maybe they would. I don't know. But at least they know what I'm selling, essentially. Yeah. And that, that helped. That massively helped. Yeah. yeah. Knowing where you, where you fit for you and then communicating that effectively in a dating scenario or whatever scenario. It could, yeah. could be a family scenario for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we'll get to you in a second. I just want to quickly read a couple of comments from Zoom. Uh, Wei uh, says, it's so nice to be listening to the podcast live with others. I feel like I'm usually listening on my own and my friends aren't in the community and don't get it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, yeah, this is kind of a unique experience, certainly for us too. I mean, this is... I don't know. For for me, like you know, we had the episode layout, we had the whatever stuff, and those are all good. But like to me, I wanted to get to this point where we can actually like have some dialogue. Um, and then Kevin says, "Truly, I try to bring others into the fold because this show has done wonders uh, for feeling like I deserve to belong, which you absolutely do." And thank you. Um, did you have a question? Um, it was more of a comment. Sure. And it's in kind of relation to you're talking about um, chasers having a. I don't know, stereotype body image they need to match. And the fat guy side of that is when I first came, when I first finally took the walk across the room and, and joined the chaser and chef community, my thing was like, hey, all fat men are, you're all, you're all going to be attracted to me because I'm a fat man. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, what I discovered from my first boyfriend was like, no, actually, they're not. And the truth of the matter is, fat men are all fat. But we're not all fat in the same way. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are wildly different in the way they um, distribute the fatness. 
So obviously, we're not. A, there, nobody, what I ended up finding out over a period of time is nobody is the universal fuck. And that applies to chasers as much as it, to fat men as much as it does to chasers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, part of that I think is getting over the expectation that you've got to fit a certain chaser box. Fat men, we don't fit the same mm-hmm. box except for that larger description of we're fat. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think while certainly chasers, we have our types. I don't think. And, may, and I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I think it's different than because when when we feel off, a chaser. If we feel off, it's like we got our body wrong. We're wrong, which is I know what your experience is like. Ninety nine percent of the time <laughs> in the world, but for us. But when we look at fat guys, it's just like oh, they're all fat. They're all beautiful, and I may or may not be attracted to that particular one. Like absolutely, we appreciate the difference in fat bodies. Chasers certainly do, but I think I think maybe we reserve more judgment for our own bodies, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> I I mean, sure, yeah. I guess, huh? That's an interesting thought. I hadn't really like. I don't think we judge fat bodies as succeeding or failing. It's just you know, we we like oh, no, we're, no, we're no, into no, some no, more no, than no, others, yeah, but we judge not. ourselves as succeeding as succeeding or failing. Oh yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah I definitely. saw two hands. Yeah, I'm just kind of touching on the anxiety from before and he basically just said most of what I was going to say like kind of in our quest to accept all these body types we end up labeling them and then we kind of get hung up on those and kind of discriminate more than we would if we didn't have the labels in the first place Yeah. like Mm -hmm. thinking right now like if you think about heterosexuals at a bar they're not like labeling each other like (laughs) these different terms they just like meet each other and if it works it works um whereas we were thinking like oh like you know that person probably doesn't like my body type or um that guy he's in a group of chubs he's probably chub for chub he's not gonna be into me so with anxiety um a lot of that is just using your imagination to think of the worst possible (laughs) and like letting you like scaring you out of trying and really you imagine the other person is having all the power in the situation and making all the decisions but by just relying or like going with your anxiety, you're really taking away all their power and making the decision for them. Yeah, I think it kind of ties back into what Don was talking about in the pool and like clothing. Mm-hmm. You were imagining all the eyes on you. Yeah. You're imagining what everyone else is categorizing. Them no one watches you more you closely than you. Yeah. <laughs> you're always watching you. And <laughs> I love that phrase you said about scaring yourself out of doing the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah, that summarizes everything we've been talking about here. <laughs> mm-hmm. We go in there? This is an aha moment, aha moment for the square and my mobility issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've, Dan, you know, I've always been an active chub. I love dancing as well, super fun. So I had some mobility issues. And so, here I am. And so I was hesitant about getting a scooter, but I, I've been here before, and I was like, this is huge. I'm getting a damn scooter. Woo, so, here. I was like, okay. Got a scooter, came here. I'm like, okay, my name is Yellow Crick Road because she takes me on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) It was the moment when I got here, I came to the casino and I had to go to the restroom. And I was like, okay, we gotta figure this out. You know, I also had some issues with the wall. So, first time. And so I went into the restroom and I'm getting into the large stall and all of a sudden, a gentleman comes up behind me and says, you need help. And I was like, well, yes, and, um, and I was like, okay, this is, he's holding up the door for me, and then he says, you're very beautiful, 
and helped me to the bathroom. Those were rubs in my belly as well, too. And I was like, it was at that moment I knew I was going to be okay. Nice. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, this is going to like, have to, like push people away. And all my friends were like, this is the event you need to come to if you're going to use a scooter. You know, mm. and it was that moment. I was like, I'm going to be okay. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Uh, any, well done. Any last well, question? We can, we, we can yeah, do one last one question. We're going to have to move yeah. on to our bit. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. But my only question at this point, how much is the copay for today? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not in any networks. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Everybody, thank you so much for coming out. But there's one special advantage to having all of you here. That's right. <laughs> Where when we do our bit this week, you get to participate. So, I'm so glad we get to do this. So this is going to be more for people who know the podcast a little bit. I have come up here with facts about each of us that we don't think you know. I'm going to read a fact, and you are going to vote by applause for which of us you think this is about. All right? And there's more than one for each of us. I've drawn them randomly out of a hat. A literal uh, so hat. Just because one has been about Michael already doesn't mean there's another one about Michael. All right? It's true. Uh, so the first one here. Whoop. And I we have not, none around. of us have seen any of these except for maybe Don. Mm -hmm. So we're going we're gonna to learn some facts about each other. <laughs> um, when I was 10, I sang in church choir with all girls. All right? So who do you sang think? Sang in church choir with all girls. Do we think it's Trevor? By applause. Oh, we got a few, we got a few. Do we, we got think a handful it's of Dan? Oh, no. Silence is thundering. We got one for Dan, one for Dan down front. We have a penny vote over here. Do we think it's Don, me? I got a few, I got a few. All right, I, got All right, I beat Trevor. And Michael. Oh, we got a few. I think I'm the winner on that one. In fact, the singer in church with girls is... Me! <laughs> and to clarify, the only reason I joined was because my friend Stuart was also in the church choir and was like, oh, that's something we can do together. And then he left and moved to Mississippi. <laughs> and I was left, I was stuck there, and apparently I, I had to be. I going to say he joined to meet girls or something. Uh, no, we were 10 years old, but yeah. no, yeah, he, we only, we just sat there in the pews and made paper airplanes, and that was basically all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Stuart. Right. <laughs> Question two. I once did a science fair project about hair color and hair retention. Dan? Oh. Wait. Okay, all right, we got a few. Right we got, he's our science guy. Me? Got a few. I think Dan's on the lead. Michael. Okay. No one's seen science with Michael. And Trevor. I think, I think there are people who aren't voting. I think, I think Dan came out ahead on that. Which is, what did do you I, think? Did I win? I well, yeah, yeah, you can keep one. track of you. In fact, the truth of the matter is, the person who did the hair projects was... It was Trevor. <laughs> it's heat retention. <laughs> heat retention. I am so sorry. It was a horrible science fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime I'll tell you about my science fair project. <laughs> uh, which, of one, which of us has been inside the pyramids at Giza? Ooh. All right. Is it me? Oh, we got a smattering, we got a smattering. Is it Michael? Oh, no, no. Definitely not Michael. All right. Is it Trevor? Oh, no, Ooh. no, no one for Trevor. Dan. 
Okay. Okay, Dan is the clear winner on that one, and the truth of the matter is, the one of us who have been inside the pyramids is... Me! Yeah. I got to go when I was a kid, and they hadn't shut the pyramids down yet, so, oh my god, it was awesome. <laughs> and the aliens hadn't taken them away. I know! <laughs> Alright. Uh, the first silent film I directed was about a woman choking on a sandwich. Michael? Trevor? No, no, Whoa. silence for Trevor. Well, we got one for Trevor. We got one for Trevor. Dan? Got a few for Dan. And me? Couple oh, for it Don. seems pretty unanimous that it's for Michael. And, but the truth is... It was me. I directed the film. <laughs> it was Trevor all along. All along. He, so, little known fact about Trevor, he went to film school. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last rando. Still could be any of us. Loves to ride horses and took lessons as a boy. Aww. A real equestrian. Is it Trevor? We got, oh, all right. we got two pretty votes. Yeah. Is it Dan? <laughs> got a smattering? Is it me? <laughs> no, no one believes. No one can see me on a horse. <laughs> I got a couple. Is it Michael? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely I think not. Dan won that one. And the truth of the matter is... It's Dan. Yeah. Well, and by the way, by the way, if anyone had voted for me, they would have also been right because I oh. also took horseback riding lessons. Did you? I did. Oh my god, you yeah. guys should ride horses together. <laughs> <laughs> we got to grow our hair out first. We're going to have we to get wigs. Blaze. We could be half of Big Fat Jay, uh, Big Fat Jay Gay Podcast. I can't say the name of our podcast <laughs> with everyone shirtless on horses. It'll be beautiful. Let's start with the pool. All right, that is that is better for me. That is it for our bit. Oh, yeah. And gentlemen, that is it for Big, Fa Big Fat Gay Podcast, Bigger Vegas. He's shutting it down. <laughs> I want to thank everybody on the Zoom, the Zoom for tuning in. I want to thank everyone here in the audience so much for coming uh, and supporting us today. And I want to thank everyone for being listeners and contributing so much to this community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, you so all much. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do it. I get to do the, the social media roundup live for the first oh, we're time. Doing in so a week. Okay, let's right, do if it. If you want oh, to know more about us, and we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there. Five stars on Apple. Leave us a review. We haven't gotten one in a while. Yeah. So <laughs> support us on Patreon. Um, That's right. To pay for an editor, to pay for an editor, so yeah. I don't have to do all of these. <laughs> Please and thank you. See the articles we talked about and other stuff. Our resources page at www.bigfatgaypod.com. All right. Me, well, bring it I home, mean, Trevor. Uh, you're all listening here, but maybe you're someone who wasn't at the event and mm -hmm. you're listening in your car because oh, that's always where people listen, apparently. White knuckles. And, <laughs> and you just hear a, a whirring sound and it's getting closer and it's me on my scooter. <laughs> so, so, what's that?